high moon. <laughs> I feel very hurt and like I'm not sure who I am. I feel very much myself, sharp, active, focused. stable a lot of good things yeah I think I'm hurt because I feel like I should have acted differently in a situation that I didn't and that affected a possible relationship with someone and then comes blame on myself for not being the idea I kept telling myself I should be and just say first phrasing it like that makes me see immediately how it should things be any different than how they are right now the answer is no if they and then like there's too much thinking about what that person was thinking who they are I don't know who they are I don't know the context of what they are and uh, that's something that ends up hurting me a lot has power, who doesn't have power when it comes to a relationship with someone and those beginning parts of it, these power plays that starts start happening and in a way I don't want any part to do with that but also it just uh, pisses me off to start off I'm proud of how quickly I reflected on the situation and how quickly I grew out of it and came back into my own self uh, yeah, a lot has been happening I was trying to remember today how it felt like when it was the new moon and I noticed that it's a new moon and I think around right then and there, I I wrote a short book, just 11,500 words, called The Five-Minute Writing Method, and where I talk about this writing method I have, where you just put a timer for five minutes or however long, and you just keep writing, and you incorporate a lot of these in your day when you have, after a nice evening out with your friends, the conversations that you had, what you talked about. It's a bit about, it's a bit like writing down your dreams because your dreams aren't that different from memories. And 
thinking about a specific situation where I was really angry and I think it was close to full moon and I left the house. I was really mad and I went and met up with Felix and Zach and we talked about God knows what about my anger and then Zach like had some music in the background and then talked and talked and talked and I can't for the death of me remember what the fuck he said but I remember thinking that I want to remember what we talked about the jokes that Felix made to my right and so on uh, yeah how was it on the new moon how was it on the increase and on the decrease I was reading reading a lot uh, journaling a lot in German meeting up with uh, Ricky working I was working a lot my allergies started really hard this uh, early in the year we had like two three days where it was 15 17 degrees and i think that was the right temperature for a specific tree to really spurt out just got the wrong signal too early and it really hurt I couldn't sleep at night, my eyes were itching, and uh, it was horrible, it was very, very bad. And uh, I hated it, I was sleeping like garbage. To wake up with the eyes completely red, I'd be scratching them all night, I'd have to take allergy drops and nose spray that cost a lot. And, 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 and it was just bad. I really hated it. And, uh, I took a few days off of work because of it. I went to the doctor and he gave me three or four days off. And then I went back to work and it was pretty bad. I worked Monday, I worked Tuesday, and then Wednesday I just was like, I'm sick called in sick, Thursday I called in sick, Friday I went to the doctor and got two weeks off. Um, now it's one week since I've had this uh, doctor visit, so I still have next week off also. And it was really nice, the first, the first days where I had to call in sick really pissed me off because I still had to get up early, I still had to email my boss, I still had to write an email to everyone that I work with telling them that I'm sick. I still had to, and just like that, I have how many tasks? I have to set, wake up, that's task number one. Wake up earlier than I should, when I should be resting. Uh, send an email to my boss, send an email to my colleagues, put a notification so that anyone who emails me sees that I'm sick, email my colleague directly telling him if he can cover for me. Already like five things I have to fucking do when I don't even want to do anything, and that's like the start of my day, like that. So like, those days where I called in sick, the start was just annoying. And then I took the two weeks off, and I was like, fuck it, you know? Monday felt a bit uh, guilty, Tuesday felt a bit guilty, Wednesday felt, felt nothing, Thursday felt nothing, today's Friday, I'm like, fuck work. Uh, I'm really, really done, I'm really done with work. Like, uh, two weeks ago, on Sunday, 
I think it was also when I had uh, that first doctor's note for a few days, and I had I had that like three days off, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, something like that, and then on Sunday, I don't know where I went in the morning. I went to a Beat 81 class, I did a workout. And on the way back home, I just stopped at the National History Museum here in Berlin, Naturkunde Museum. Went inside, waited in line, went inside, and then just checked everything out, you know, all the dead animals that they stuffed with who knows what and put up there. Every single kind of ant, like ant, insect, scorpion, bird, fish, all of them in front of you, like art. Uh, and all these children around playing and, and shouting and, 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 and. And I... I quickly, quickly, quickly was just like, yeah, this is this is trash. This is garbage. Not the museum. The museum was interesting. And it kept, like, a part of me active in a way that I really appreciated. And... It kept a part of me active in a way I appreciated, and then I was just thinking like, the world is on fire. Everything is going to shit. Everything sucks. Uh, the world doesn't have its priorities put together. This, 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 and I'm just sitting answering emails that have nothing to do with anything every fucking day, and I have so much energy. I have so much energy that I know is for me 150 times more valuable to be putting into the things that I care about than this fucking company, you know, where the processes don't change, where we keep getting messages. Oh my God, they, we just keep getting messages about what the fuck this company is about. We have to do a training about corporate social responsibility or security every three, four months, every five... Because it's it's not it's not about it's not about uh, it's not about the fact that we have to do trainings. It's the fact. And hi, Moon. I see you. It's the fact that we have to do different trainings every month or two. We had to do an extremely long training as soon as the fiscal year ended, and. We had, as soon as the fiscal year ended on the end of October, we had to do, in November, we had to do three kickoffs. So three days where we had around four hours or five hours long meetings where we talked about shit, just the strategy for the year. This is what we should do. And it's all like very abstract, really high level words because you want to align so many different functions to the same vision and you think you have to communicate that vision a million times instead of teaching the people that are at that level how they can implement their vision a lot better than than how they're doing it already oh that's the Vivali spa maybe I should go inside <laughs> uh, Enjoy the sauna a little bit. And that's that's a little bit like annoying, you know? 
how many times do you have to tell me the same thing instead of giving me that time you used to tell me the thing to do the thing? You guys are supposed to be hunting clients for four hours a week. Well, you just took my four hours this week where I would have gladly done this if you just fucking did nothing. And then I, t- I talk to my boss about it and everything and he listens, but he then gives me like these counter arguments about why he thinks it's still all right for them to do this and how it's important and how and how and how. And I'm like, but dude, like, you can't convince me that this is this is right how it's done. Like, this is very bad management. This is, okay, the company is making money, people are buying the stuff, very high margin, they pay their employees, it's a profitable business. But you're just doing things in a way where if you just did them slightly differently, everything would be so much better. So much better. So so just the example of uh, just the example of the trainings. Instead of giving me instead of giving me fifteen like fifteen trainings in a year, maybe it's less. Let's say there's like ten trainings a year. One about uh, security, phishing, uh, getting hacked, you know, things like this. Uh, second is about uh, being lawful with business dealings, not going, uh, doing anything illegal. We win deals the right way. That's two. Three, uh, uh, sexual harassment in the workplace. That's uh, that's three, like that. I said security, uh, sexual harassment, and uh, winning the right way. Okay, that's three. And then you have... Uh, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> then you have like a product portfolio that's very specific that we have to we have to learn, and that one is a is a lot longer. That one is like, uh, if it's done properly, it would take two hours of very focused concentration. If I really like took notes and and really like everything that, but like how they even teach you is so bad. You open this like two hour training, and this two hour training is a series of 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 slides or just text so much text that's just also very very vague and very in the air and very and then uh, mock conversations between clients like uh, person a and and person b talking and like the questions they're asking are so 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 far so far off from anything real of what you would actually have in a conversation with a with a client you know, and it's it's pretty fucking disappointing, uh, that reality. And it's just sad. It's just sad. Like, like no, this is not how things are in my day-to-day life. What you're teaching me is very far off. You just paid a company to maybe, or someone in management sat down and thought, oh, this is how these conversations should ideally go. Or you paid someone that's specifically a trainer and a specific methodology that's certified in a trademark that got famous for some reason. And then you had them, instead of instead of actually sitting down the people that are having these conversations with other people who are also having these conversations, but in a different way with a different attributes, and then really talking about the most effective way to do it for them and what they feel they're missing from the client and then having a coach who facilitates that and helps people notice the things that maybe they're not noticing in these conversations, right? But no, that's not what's happening at all. And 
and you put me through this thing that I can learn, but even if I do learn it, it's not going to teach me anything. And then I have to, I have to do it. Then I'm blamed for not doing it, or I'm. Uh, then I have, a, I keep getting emails. Even if I did do it, then I get, re- I still get reminders about the fact that uh, they just send an email to everyone. Hey guys, you should do this training. It's a very quick training. Hey guys, you should this. It's a very quick this. Hey guys, you should. Uh, there's still five people who didn't do the training, and then you're constantly being bombarded by messages that are going to everyone that are not helping you do your fucking job so instead of instead of doing all of this every quarter of the year just give me one day a year just one day one day every quarter where i know that there's these three or four trainings and I just know that I'm not going to do my normal job. I'm going to just this one Friday morning till 2 or, or 3 p.m. I'm just going to fucking go through these trainings. If you really want me to do it. Don't give it to me. Don't give it to me every fucking out of nowhere. Oh, the, this deadline is the 15th of January. The deadline for this training is the 22nd of February. The deadline for this training is the 5th of March. The deadline for this training is the 16th of April. And then and then what they did on top of that, they did uh, they did a, a situation. They did a two-day workshop, and I think I already spoke about this. They did a two-day workshop where we sat down and had two technical nerds in our office uh, explain to us a lot of technical stuff in a very, very, very slow way very very discussion everyone was just talking nonsense we weren't we weren't doing exercises so to say with one another we did one exercise that was so stupid we had to like write down we they gave us a text that had hand-picked information about specific case and then we had to like fill what we saw from the text and put them in boxes corresponding to like uh, the conversation with the client is it a technical problem is it a solution is it a, uh what is it and and it was so stupid we had people that have been in the company for 20 25 years in this group that were just talking for like 20 minutes straight about what they're experiencing and it's so far off from anything that's important to me for a second and they still like let them do it. and it was just two days that were a complete waste of my time at least like with the with the with the workshops sorry with the with the kickoffs that they did at the beginning of the quarter at least with those uh what like two of two of those days i was i was sick and i just called in sick and i didn't see those meetings because i'm sure if i saw that kickoff meeting three times i would have shot myself or i would have been like Oh my God, I don't know how people sit through that stuff and are like, okay, you know, they're okay with it. Uh, and that's just absolutely wrong. That's absolutely, absolutely wrong. Uh, they, things should be really, really different when it comes to business context because thousands of people had that training. Thousands of people had that kickoff. Thousands of people. And like, if you take it on a global scale with all of these companies, all of these companies have their own silos, they have their own, you know, organizations, they have their own business units, all their, 
that are functioning very similarly to this, you know, where they create their own bubble of information, where they spoon feed their own people with information that's very specific to their own thing, and then, and then, and then. And that's just sad. And they can do it a million times better. And that's something that pissed me off. So I'm just like pissed off. I'm pissed off at the work that I'm doing. I learned a lot. I learned how to speak German really well. I learned how to function in a business context and look professional and be professional with people. I learned how a huge business like this can and, and is functioning. Uh, I spoke to so many people in the company. I, yeah, but that was the only thing that was keeping me going. I started speaking to different people in different different units that have to do with AI. Uh, and it's really, 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 Helped. Oh, the moon is so pretty. How I keep attaching to dumb shit. Uh, yeah, so I was in the National History Museum and I was just pacing and thinking about how it would be all right for me to quit my job. You know, because like I don't need the passport right now. It's not something I need now. But uh, when I do get it, I don't need my job. When I do get, uh, I have I have the appointment to renew my uh, citizen, not citizenship, but my residency. And I sent them an email as soon as I came back, actually from from the National History Museum, or the day after. I sent an email like, "Hey guys." My, my residency is ending soon. I don't have an appointment and I sent you everything a long time ago. Can you please look into this? I also applied for the citizenship. Can you also look into that? So she sent me an email a few days ago. Can you send me these documents? I sent them to her uh, this morning. And two hours later, she sent me the appointment on the 15th of March to go 99 euros. I give her some photos of myself, show her my passport, uh, and usually they prolong it for another three or four years. And now, if I like when I do when I go to this meeting, it will normally take two to four weeks to receive my new residency card. And when I do receive my new residency card, I uh, can leave my job immediately. And then I have a two month notice where I have to, uh, sorry, I just want to wipe my nose. I have a two month notice where I can then, uh, I think I'll go to Vibali for an hour or two. Uh, doesn't seem like a bad idea. Let's sit in the sauna a little bit on a Friday night. Uh, so I can leave my job for immediately and then i have two months notice two of two two months um in that notice i think i think i would technically have seven or eight days of vacation in that period like if i leave in march then i have to also work in april and i have to also work in may so if i take seven days off in April, that's already a week and a half. 
or if I take the last days off in May before the the, the month ends, uh, the last week of May, I don't have to work. And then I can take also two weeks off uh, from the doctor. Like I'm burnt out and it's a lot. I take also two weeks off. So like I would have to do maybe four or five weeks of work where I onboard someone else or give them time to find someone else to do the job. Now, uh, I was thinking about like, oh, but I, I owe my boss a lot. He was always there for me. He always helped me out. He always, he always, he always. I owe the CEO a lot. He helped me out. He always, he always, he always. Uh, but I don't owe these people anything, right? I'm happy. I'm grateful for the interactions that we've had and that we were able to build relationships like this. I know that I have a very, very good relationship with my boss. I always saw him as a brother. He always took care of me, always gave me advice, always looked out for me, always, always, always. Uh, but the CEO, like, it's always felt like most of the time when he talked to me, he was just like, uh, going through the motion, you know, just to talk to me. He was always helpful, always happy, always giving me advice, but still, he was always focused on a million other things, not uh, not me, not that he needs to focus on me. Uh, but I just don't owe them anything. I did my work, I got my salary, and that's, that's it. I just love, I love uh, not having to work and getting a really good paycheck at the end of the month that's what happened like this month i had the last uh, week off and a few days of the week beforehand and i just got my salary today i was like nice uh, uh, played uh, frisbee with santa here that was nice uh, and then my belief in myself yeah, I miss therapy. If I had my therapist appointment soon, I think I'd be pretty comfortable about knowing that I can talk to someone about this. And it's really triggering something in me. I'm not so sure how to feel about Uh Yeah, Ashraf is going to a ceremony today in another city. It's going to be today, tomorrow, and after. And he told me to come a few months ago, and I told him, like, hey, man, it sounds like a lot of money. And also, it's taking a lot of time that I don't want it to take, and, and, and. and yeah, anyways, Moon, hi. You're gorgeous. So I was just like in the National History Museum again, I go back to that. I saw so many cool things and I was just thinking, thinking, thinking like, okay, I, I figure out when I can renew my residency then I quit like a week or two after I get the residency, which is going to be like, I'm going to have to leave my job uh, end of April in that case. But it would be really stupid of me to leave end of April because I think I think I would get the citizenship already in in May or June. Uh, uh, May or June or July. Like I'm gonna try to like when I go to the Landesamt and talk to them, I'm just gonna ask like, hey, 
any idea because like uh but anyways anyways it would be stupid to leave in april or may but i need to then just like give way less effort to the work and like structure my days in a, in a way as often as i can where i'm not distracted by work and i don't care about answering people quickly and uh, i spend that time writing or editing what i've written focusing like on a specific project that i'm working on writing wise and really like drilling in on that as much as possible um that's the idea and then i leave my job two months notice work is done and then i get uh for six months almost i get uh um 60 percent of my salary for the last 12 months which would be a decent amount every month uh yeah and that would cover me for six months and i have enough money saved up to send mama and baba a few a bit of money every month and uh and i could do that i can just focus on having a nice summer having a good time uh yeah living all that all that life uh, yeah, I think I'll go get get some towels and and go to the valley for two hours, and just like melt a little bit, uh, do three four sessions of sauna and bounce. Be around twenty two euros, and uh, I can get that compensated back from my company. Yeah, so. So then it like became really clear that I need to leave my job ASAP, but it's it's always been about getting my passport also. You know, it wasn't that I was in the job just because I love doing it. I wanted to get something longer on my CV and I wanted to uh, get the passport. That was always the goal. Even though like for so many times in my life, I doubted it or wanted to start writing or anything like right now i have way more structure in myself to be writing more consistently a part of me feels like it, it misses the productivity that i used to feel through writing like sending the complicated emails that i try to write as simply as possible or this this that that this and uh yeah, I just had a moment, I'm looking at this spa from above and all these trees are dead <laughs> and this spa looks so beautiful from here. And I just know, like, knowing, going there, like, I know that it's full of naked women and it's such a crazy concept, you know, that, like, there's this very beautiful place and it's just filled with gorgeous naked women and it's just, like, there, 300 meters from my house. But I'm not seeing a single person. No, here, someone. Uh, yeah, okay, just for the sake of all transparency. Uh, so yeah, I wrote that book in, uh, in like three hours. <laughs> Those 11,500 11, words. I, I spent one day just writing nonstop. And then the next day, uh, the next day I also, did some writing of points that I didn't write 
and then I waited three or four days, and then I sat one evening, and in two and a half hours, I just edited the whole thing, and I uploaded it directly uh, online, and then sent, I uploaded it, yeah, like I started when, started writing it on Wednesday, I think, so the day I called sick, it was uploaded by Sunday, and that felt so refreshing to just like start a project that I knew I could do at the level that I could do it and to finish it. And then I sent two copies to two friends. One friend read it in one night and told me, hey, I think it's great. Does exactly what it says it should. And then, good. And then Monday, I went to the yoga class and somehow in the yoga class, my weekly yoga class that I go to, I had this like idea. We were talking about the mantras. We were talking about the the deepest mantras that we that we have so we started at Moody Alabanda uh, the root chakra and then went to uh, I think it's called Shvasistana, I'm not so sure the second chakra sexual organ chakra and somehow talking about that talking about how most society is, is living at that level, most societies uh, is there and 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 uh, it just came up in me during the session. I want to do what I did last week about the five-minute writing method. And I want to write a guide about how to free oneself from sexual addiction. And I don't know if I went home and started writing. No, no. Did I go home and start writing it immediately? Maybe. I'm not so sure what I did that night. Uh, but I do think that that Tuesday and Wednesday I did write a lot. Uh, I'm sure I wrote a fuck ton. Uh, and then Wednesday, but yeah, just to go back, just to go back. On the day we did the root chakra, we're going with the yoga classes now through every, every chakra. We're going through root chakra, for like first chakra, second chakra, third chakra, and every week we're doing one chakra and then doing all the corresponding exercises for that chakra, all the corresponding asanas, so to say. And uh, on the first root chakra, we did some exercises and we stayed in them for a very long time. And I was surprised that my injury didn't uh, affect me so much. It was fine. And then the, when I got back home, my injury was killing me like the injury that I had with my lower back, if you go back in the podcast, like two, three years, I'm sure I spoke about it a fuck time. Uh, like at least four years, actually, four or three years. And it, that night, it killed me. It was so, 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 so bad. And then I could barely sleep. I woke up and I took that day off. And on that day that I took off, because I had this low back injury, is the day that I wrote... Uh, this book immediately just like went with it and finished it uh and like it came from my root like somehow like oh the basis of my writing okay then my sexuality and then uh last monday we did uh our navel chakra third chakra and then on monday we're gonna do heart <laughs> uh i thought that all of, i thought all of that was like funny 
somehow that I did this yoga thing, my uh, asana, uh, my my chakra, and then I felt the pain. But luckily, luckily, and then I finished the book like in three days. But luckily, uh, I uh, the the injury didn't come from the spine. It came from the muscle in the lower back on that side. So it hurt, it hurt a lot, but I massaged it a lot. I kept moving, I kept working out, but like in intelligent ways. And it went away in like five days, but it gave me a few days off. And also with the pollen allergy. I hate the pollen allergy, like no matter what I say, it kept me feeling like everything was itchy and horrible. Okay, now comes Wednesday, which is a day I was looking forward to a lot. And it was Valentine's Day, obviously. Uh, so I have to give a bit of context to this also. Uh, two, three weeks beforehand, I just felt like shaving all of my hair. I wanted to shave all of it. But I just did the sides, I fixed it, and it was, I felt so sexy after I, I cut my hair. I did such a nice cut. Ashraf gave me feedback, I went home, I fixed it. And that was that. And uh, I went to the yoga class. The receptionist, Annie, always thought she was gorgeous. Uh, For some reason, I felt like she wanted to talk more. And then we did. And then um, I met Lenny. Lenny was doing a cacao ceremony. And they were also planning this uh, dating event. And I was like, sure, you know, I'll go. Uh, and and yeah, um, I just want to mention also that I did uh, vegan protein balls, and I drove the bike to to the yoga studio behind my house and gave them to Sarah because I just felt like it. She really felt very supportive of the Palestinian cause around me and I just like her. She's vegan, so I just did that and I'm vegan also now. Fifth week, no going back. <laughs> what a nice thing to be vegan. Uh, I'm really surprised by it, to be honest, how much I like it. So yeah, I uh, think I'm going to go to the body right now by myself. Uh, Okay, ambulance is next to me. So I went to, so Annie, like I thought she was pretty and everything and I wanted to see her again. And then she went uh, an entire week to Bordeaux to see her boyfriend and her partner. Then she came back and then, uh, and then like on on the dating night, I was so excited to like see her, maybe get the chance to talk to her again. And then we sat down in a big, big, big circle and I, and I, uh, everyone had the chance to like say something about themselves, like what they would bring to an island, and uh, what they would bring to an island, and if they could bring one thing, and their favorite sense, sense organ, something like that. And they were throwing this plushie around. I got to me, and I was like, okay made a reference to the guy before me who spoke, his name was Valentine, talked a little bit, and then uh, 
talked a little bit and then uh, I was like, okay, I feel some tension in the room. Uh, honestly, and then like, I had to look in my heart to really find the answer. Like, why am I here? You had to also say why you were there. Like, what do you expect from the night? Everyone said like, hey, like seeing something new, learning, blah, blah, blah. And I just jumped in and said like, I have a little crush on Annie and I just wanted to get the chance to talk to her. And I also talked to Lenny and hi, Lenny. Everyone, everyone, everyone cracked the fuck up. And then, like, the moderators, the people like uh, Noor and Bryn, Bryn was wearing this, like, really sexy red dress. And next to her was this other woman wearing, like, this pure white dress. She looked gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, and I wish I could see her in her beauty in that way because she was really, really gorgeous. And uh, uh, yeah, she was really pretty that night, and I just wanted to relive that feeling again. And then uh, we didn't, you know. Everyone laughed. I laughed, I made a joke about the island, I wanted, everyone said some cool things, and then I said, like, teleportation device, I can get the fuck off the island. Everyone said something, um, Annie spoke before me in a while back, so, anyways. But then I saw, like, I saw that, like, that was the only correct thing to say, like, and I felt so connected with myself, it was unbelievable. Uh, we did some exercises, we did some things, and then at some point I saw like this hot woman with a white dress and she put uh, a blindfold on me and then used the feather to, to touch different parts of me. And uh, we continued, did some exercises with some other women, saw how it felt to do it with them. And then uh, uh, we did another exercise and she had left the room and then came back. Uh, and then I also had a blindfold on and then she put her hand on my heart and the task was for her to uh, whisper words of affection into my ear. And she put her hand to my heart first and she felt like I felt that I really I literally felt that different than anything I've ever felt in my life. Like literally something touching me in a very, very, very deep place. And then, uh, and then she whispered in my ear and she said, I see that you have a beautiful soul. I see that you're on your path to God, that you'll get there, that you're looking for someone to, join you and to to and that you'll find them and she pressed her body against mine and i was like holy lord you know like what do i do with this right now uh and i looked at her and i was like yeah but like you don't know me you haven't seen what i see with myself all the time uh, yeah, the moon moved pretty much in this last while. I don't know how much I've been recording for 43 minutes, so I can record for another 17 before this app stops me. 
uh yeah and then like we i wanted to hold her i wanted to be close to her i wanted to keep looking at her but i also didn't want it to be too much and we watched like these two people do this like shiva and shakti dance uh that was really stupid in my opinion but hey and she was next to me and all i wanted was to look at her honestly and then we sat in front of each other and she was in front of me and i was in front of her and, and i was looking at all of her body and holy shit like it just emanated sexual power and sexual energy and, and love and i didn't stop myself from looking at her body and then making eye contact with her and then everything and it was so 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 pretty uh And yeah, that was that night. At the end of the night, um, I went to her, asked for her contacts, and then I asked her a very important question for me, which I don't think like I, I was wrong to ask because she was already dating. She was already dating some guy, and uh, she was already dating Lenny actually so I asked her like but like hey like uh, how many guys are you dating you know I have a lot of emotions and I need to know where I'm putting my heart you know and uh, she didn't tell me she just didn't and didn't want to and uh, told me like that's um, she said she's dating other guys, but not that she wanted to share that with me. Alexa, uh, lights on. And then she... Uh, yeah, and then she... Shit. And then I was like, yeah, but like my expectations need to be clear. And she's like, yeah, but what expectations? I saw another woman named Olga looking at us. And then uh, I left and just kept thinking about, I slept like garbage, of course, that night. Just thinking about all that sexual energy that I felt that I didn't know what to do with. How do I channel it? What do I do with it? And uh, uh, Alexa, lights off. Uh, how much battery do I have? Okay. Yeah, so then I went home. Like I said, I slept like shit. It was really hard to stay concentrated. I kept on remembering her sitting in front of me, how I felt all that energy and like how I wanted to explore it more, explore it completely. And uh, 
and like there's so much pain in that for me right i was talking about it like i feel it's uh, right in my solar plexus where i was punched by a guy today during sparring he really punched me hard in my solar plexus and i had to like go on the ground you know and, and breathe a little bit like he did a really good job he was a really good boxer just one there tonight um I wonder how I would do in a real match against someone who has like more or less as much experience as I do. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was just painful. And then the next day I messaged her some stupid joke about the first emoji that I wanted to send her. Then we talked and at some point uh, asked her to meet and she's like, no, but then she's like, yeah. Uh, now I just feel like she got all the power and I feel weak and left alone instead of having this chance to see her again and actually get to know her and make eye contact and see who this person is. Uh, I do, I do feel verletzt in this case and yeah I don't know don't remember what I did exactly on Thursday then I went and saw Ashraf at his place and talked and that was very very refreshing uh, And we talked about our relationships. I was a bit bothered by some things in our relationship. And I wrote them down on the way to meeting her, actually. And I'm glad I went and saw him at his place and talked. And so it was really worth it. He's worth it as a person, he's so lovely. And I got to know him at somehow a much deeper level. After I came to him with a lot of complaints from my side, uh, which, I've, which was a pattern I wanted to stop doing a lot in my life, which I've done a lot with other people who I wasn't as close to, just giving them unprompted feedback. And then... Uh,
yeah and uh, I'm still like reflecting on this feeling of hurt that I feel from uh, Mona because it was just like uh, felt so 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 close uh, and then poop Uh, light a candle and see how long it burns, right? Um, yeah, dude, so... I spoke to Ashraf, it was beautiful. Talked to him about things that I felt from him. Uh, he talked about things that he felt from me and, and how he saw what I was saying. Some things he agreed with, some things he flat out uh, just put back on me. And at the end, I just loved him a lot more, you know, just by having this one on one and how much he was so willing to keep his heart open and to keep loving me after all of that and after seeing what's happened and after and after and after. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe like just short story quickly. Uh, talked a bit with Mona, asked her some questions uh, she didn't reply to. She still And then she just, uh, she told me like, hey, I have to look into myself about how I feel towards you because it feels like a lot right now. And it's uh, because of how much I like you, actually, that it feels a lot. And then two days later, she says like, oh, uh, I think we should just be friends. I just see you as a, let's just be friends. I would love to see you at that level and get to know you at that level and that one. My first instinct was like, I don't need to be your friend. Second instinct was, sure, but then you won't get the chance to be with me at that level again. And then third instinct was, uh, dude, she didn't answer any of your questions and she just like threw this on you out of nowhere and without any basis, like who is this woman? You don't know her, like why is this illusion there? So I didn't reply for a day, and the night she sent me, like, oh, so you're not replying now. Second day, it was like, uh, yeah, I just feel discarded. Uh, towards someone that I would have just been glad to have some private time with to see who they are, you know, without it having to be defined or end so quickly. And that just hurts. That just hurts me a lot. And I'm not so sure what to do with it. A part of me is like, Hey man, just message less. Don't think. 
that you need her approval. Don't think that you need to explain things to her so that things can be okay by her approving of you again. Don't uh, send her anything, focus on your life. Hey, but it's, it's just constantly still feeling like internally at a very deep level, uh, like this empty feeling. I don't know what to do with that when I look at it feels like a lot of pain. Uh, it feels like dry soil that was fed a lot of water and thought that it's going to get that water again and then it was just completely denied that water and like how am I what am I supposed to do you know, I don't know if it goes back to my abandonment issues but I wouldn't have let her get this close knowing who I am becoming now if I if she didn't touch my heart that way she didn't tell me how often she liked me, if she didn't tell me how often she saw me, if she didn't, because like she did all that, you know, she uh, made me believe that she really did see me, you know, and like if you really do see me, then why? And then I did open my heart for it in that way, and when I did, for your own safety for your own capacity you closed it and you put all these hearts you send me all these things and and that's something that just really hurts now i know i don't know her enough and i don't know she doesn't owe me anything and i don't owe her anything but that's just like something where the entire situation really really hurts uh, and I don't know what to do about it. Try to see if I should do something with Olga. I think I could talk about that in another one. Ashraf uh, came to the cacao ceremony. I ran a cacao ceremony with Lenny for the first time. That was really cool. Um, there's quite a few things I can talk about. We have to talk about them later. But that's been like the last three weeks. Uh, yeah, pollen allergy, then the hexentious, taking time off work, finishing a book, making vegan protein balls for uh, Sarah before the hexentious, then starting a new book, going to this event, seeing how this event is, and then bam, bam, bam. Yeah, I'm really glad I went to the spa. I didn't even stay two hours. Uh, one hour and 24 minutes. Uh, the first session was amazing. Showered, second session, awesome. Then I saw this, uh, I think even before my second session, I went swimming a bit. Saw this gorgeous woman with like a pimple mole on her, on her cheek. And I was like, holy shit, it's like she comes out of the novel. Uh, went and she had a tattoo on her chest also. So I asked her about the tattoo. I started talking, but like she was really so open to be talking. And she just moved in Berlin from St. Petersburg. Anyways, it's not important. I met her and then I talked to another lady. And then I just like remember in myself, like I had this feeling inside of me that I appreciated all the masculine growth that I've been through all this time. And the situation I had last week 
and that dating event and what followed uh, brought me in a way very close to what my masculinity is possible, what's possible for my masculinity, and then showed me that there's moments that I can be weak, but then showed me again that I can be very, very strong. I've had the situation, for example, like uh, last Sunday, so five days, <laughs> tree branch got me and I reacted like a ninja. Uh, uh, Ashraf and I were, so were going to do sushi together on Sunday after the cacao ceremony and then go dancing. So I made a group and I invited all the ladies I know from the ashram and Lenny and I wrote you know, guys, if you want to join for the sushi, you want to join dancing, feel free. And then no one answered for three hours. Lenny answered within 20 minutes. Then no one answered for three hours. And then, and then came, came the decision, like, do I push for an answer? Do I tell them, like, hey, do you do this, do that? Hey, I was thinking of sending them something like, hey, maybe tap into your masculine energy, ladies, and and you're young, and then come up with an answer, which is like passive aggressive and really beta. And like, it came to me, like, why do I care if they're coming? They didn't answer it, they're not excited, they don't wanna come, it's obvious. And I wrote, thank you, Lenny, for your answer. He, he was fasting that day, so I just thanked him, told him, like, we'll talk about fasting later. And for the rest, I'll take your silence as, uh, I'll take it that you're not feeling the vibe today. Have a great Sunday, take care. And then within 10 minutes, all three women answered in the group. So I didn't attack, I didn't make them feel guilty, I didn't do anything, I just invited. And then if you don't wanna come, it's also super fine. Uh, so that's just like so many things happening around me when I'm talking to people, when I'm talking to women, uh, shows me like how how lovely, lovely they are, uh, and how quickly they're receptive to me, even because like I've just been through so much shit with myself, so much uh, action, and trying to learn who I am and what I am, and uh, like I've I've really grown from that. Sometimes it's difficult to see in the day to day. I remember like three or four months ago, I was like reading and trying and thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I'm, I've grown up or not. Am I not seeing if I'm letting go of these things or not? I'm not seeing if I can grow. And then like, I'm, I'm seeing now actually like, well, but like, instead of holding on to this topic for three weeks, I'm holding on to it for three days, four days. Instead of uh, attacking someone or thinking I need to attacking them, I'm like, okay, dude, it's their thing. Uh, they're complicated. I don't know what the fuck they're going through. Go back and focus on your shit. Uh, I'm standing straight. I'm talking to people like really straight in the eye. I'm not afraid to just be there and be present. I'm not scared of uh, not scared of anything. Uh, And I'm just like really present and I'm like really focused on what's important and not in life. And I can't uh, regret or hold back on a woman seeing those things in me, like how she saw them by looking at my eyes. 
and I'm like, oh, but you don't know me, you know, like, how can you say that when you don't know me? Uh, is it right for me to resist the love of a woman because I want to protect myself? Why not? Why isn't that right? I think that's very, very, very understandable to want to protect yourself from something like this and then seeing that all of a sudden you're not protected and you're feeling vulnerable. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like why all the all the back and forth? You're clear about what you need, you're clear about how you need it. It's like when I see this I'm unclear about what I need and how I need it, that's when I'm like, whoa. Because she told me she wants to be friends, it's fine. But I, I know, like, with how I feel about her, is that if you put us in the same room again for a decent amount of time, that the, that attraction is just there. And there's nothing, like, that can change that. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you find us both in the same room again, it's just going to naturally be like, oh, we're very, very attracted to one another. And and then I ask myself, okay, you made this decision. You want to be friends. You don't want to get to know me. And, you know, like how should my heart be open to you when you send me something like this? How should it stay open in the same way? I think, of course not. But then I, I closed it. And then I opened it up again, thinking, like, I should maybe explain. That comes the explaining Khalid, that things he needs to explain his entire situation to the person so that the person can really see, like, what's behind this person and love him more. But like it remains to to be that I would be giving more of myself, and the person is has the choice whether to give or not. And I don't want to be in that. I don't want to be in that position so much. You know, it just puts me in a place where I'm not strong, and I don't owe you anything. You know, and I respect myself more for holding the distance instead of thinking I need to fix it, which I ended up falling into again. You know, which is the trap. Uh, so just creating awareness around that again and I'm, I can be grateful for that happening because no, I don't want to fall in love with a woman immediately it's a lie, it's not real uh, unless like fuck, you know, the universe just slapped me in the face with it in a, in a, in a constellation that really, really had to make that happen and I, I can respect that, you know, but otherwise I don't want to fall in love quickly I don't want to think that the person is greater than what they are. I don't want to end up thinking I have to salvage things. I want to see people for what they are. I want to know what I can expect from them. And now I know what I can expect from her. And for myself, then I don't know if I want to take a stance where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to try to... And even if she wanted me at some point, I wouldn't do anything with her. And that's where I have to draw a line, you know? If she ever does come back if within six months, within a year, within two years, who knows what happens? What do I say? I say, you hurt me a lot by making me feel like I can open my heart to you and then closing yourself off to me as soon as I do. That's hurt me a lot. It's one of the things that uh, really trigger me 
in a way that makes me feel very unsafe and underappreciated and, and brings the inner child out of me in a way that's, that's not sure how it can fix something and what to do. You decided to put this boundary between us. If this boundary is ever going to go down, I need you to apologize for doing that. And I need you to... And this is where it's not going to happen because I asked her how many uh, relationships she had or she has right now, plural. And I don't mind, like I've dated a few multiple girls at the same time, but she has lovers. She's in relationships with these people and polyamory. And it's my right for my own safety in my own heart to know what this is. And you didn't give that to me. And now I feel unsafe. Yeah, and that's that's not right. That's not right. Uh, and now I feel very unsafe. And I told you that I feel, I feel hurt. And I told you, so that, so I'm not so sh I'm not sure how I can, like really cope with this, you know? Because like I told her that I told her like I'm in, like this emotionally hurts me, and then she's like I can understand, but this is something that's. Uh, that I just see differently. But how can you see that differently when you keep telling me how much you care about about me and how much you like me and how much you care about my heart? Because if you did care about me, if you did like my heart, you did all of these things, you wouldn't act like you do. And that's this contradiction to me is very, very wrong. And that's something that makes me feel incredibly disconnected to myself and I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Oof. And I don't know how to fix it, if I need to fix it, if whatever. So an apology. And you, you, she didn't give me what I needed when I needed it. So now there's nothing that can compensate for that, regardless of what. So I think it's really just no, you know. Uh, nothing's ever going to happen between us. And I need to, like to respect myself, really commit to that, uh, that I'm never going to do anything with you in that sense, you know, unless you like fucking beg me to uh, go down on your knees. Uh, I really need to maintain and trust that. And like, I noticed, I noticed some things, some thoughts in my head that I just want to point out and talk about, which were to me uh, but interesting, like seeing how pretty she was. We had an exercise during that dating night where the guys wrote notes on papers and gave them to the woman, and the woman wrote notes uh, and gave them to the guy. And I think it would have been best if I just didn't write anything and then didn't message her <laughs> for real, literally any time after that because then I became too accessible and too available. And then whatever spiritual mumbo-jumbo people are on, we're still human and function at that level where we think we're, we get anxious or, or like want to get close to people who are somehow unavailable or who make it seem like they're super valuable and, 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 and it's, it's foolish of me to have thought that because of, of the spiritual and open setting that anything like that would be different. And that's the illusion of thinking that someone that tells you they see you really do see you because they just don't. They clearly just don't. Uh... And that's the illusion I need to just be okay with uh, knowing that I fell into and that I can be okay with just getting out of it without just needing to do anything.
So, uh, yeah, in that, in that practice, uh, so many guys wrote her notes and, and everyone had to get a flower. Everyone had to put a flower in front of the woman. And some guy put two flowers in front of her, like the second flower at least. And it just seems to me like, oh, when, when a woman is this beautiful, awesome that you see beauty in me and you wanted to. And there is attraction. There is crazy attraction. But uh, when a woman is that beautiful, it's difficult for her to see the kind of options that really do exist in life. And... And she can take really for granted how someone would really open up their heart for them. And And I'm struggling now because a part of me wants to explain uh, this to her, this part to explain her. And just tell her, like, like I'm hurt. You told me that I can trust you. I trusted you. And then you know, created this boundary. And now I'm not sure. My intuition tells me I should never message you. And I should also never, ever, ever get into any kind of physical relationship with you because you decided to take this decision. And I need you to respect your own decision. Um a part of me really wants to just share that. And another part of me is like, but do just move on with your life and don't give a shit, you know. And uh, if you do explain it, then you fall into the same trap you keep falling into and thinking that uh, something different is going to happen. Um, yeah, so, so I sent a message like three, four minutes just quickly explaining. Uh, that I really was hurt and that as a woman she needs to take responsibility for the boundary that she set and that, that that's never going to change. Um, I guess I'm okay with <laughs> I'm okay with explaining things that if I feel like I'm really coming from the right place. But uh, I don't know if, uh, if it's right or wrong. I do believe, I do believe that her answer isn't going to be something that really sees the extent of what I felt and what I mean and what I what I was was really feeling and going for. Uh, I think it's still going to be very detached from where I am and I feel emotionally completely disconnected you know, and even with myself and because of how I'm, I continually perceive her towards me, which isn't a nice place to be. Um, yeah, it makes me think if it's better not to send these kinds of things. But let's play through the narrative and see what that does or doesn't do. Uh, sometimes I'd rather play through the narrative than um, yeah, than a lot of other things. Cool. Uh, let's keep learning. I wanted to journal about this also, but this is a form of journaling. I'm gonna keep continue writing tomorrow and yeah.